This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Hello and welcome to News Laundry Hafta. We are back with a panel uh, like 40% of which is over the phone. Actually, more than 40. My math is obviously weak. We have Ulaik with us. NP Ulaik is a journalist, author and a political commentator based out of Delhi. He's currently with Open Magazine as executive editor. Dhanya Rajendran, the co-founder of News Minute, will be joining us. We have here with us... Anand Vardhan, our Hello. in-house thinker and opinion writer. Hello. And also joining us on the phone is Manisha Pandey. Hello. So, uh, but I'll just quickly go over what all we'll discuss. Of course, we'll discuss the Kerala floods. That was the biggest story of the week. Uh, then our former Prime Minister, Atul Bihari Vajpayee, died. Meanwhile, Navjot Sidhu's hug in Pakistan as he went to attend Imran Khan's swearing-in has caused much controversy and many articles have written about it. One that comes to my head is Shobha Days, which made me cringe. Then Ashutosh quits Ahmadni Party, followed by Ashish Khetan. Finally, we get to discuss up after many weeks. They've been <laughs> maintaining a very low profile. So then let's start with the Kerala flood. Um, you know, uh, Ulek, if you could just give us a rough idea for those of people who don't know enough about it. It's the worst flood in 100 years, apparently. Yeah. And you are from Kerala. Yeah. Uh, although the region you're from was not flooded because it's higher lying. Yeah, but it, Kerala is a small place, you know, any, and I've lived in almost all the districts, um, uh, especially in these parts, you know, which are um, tourist hotspots. These are all uh, familiar places, you know, like Kumarakam was badly affected you know it's it falls in Kotem district you know it, it was one of the favorite holiday destinations or at least once Vajpayee was there to uh, unwind and you know recharge his batteries that was the place that he chose to visit and all these places like uh, Munar and you know and around Kochi you know who wants to travel to uh, Kerala to uh, take in the beauty of the backwaters you know these are the places that were badly affected in the floods to, uh, to start with you know like about history I'll talk about history it was in 1924 that Kerala saw massive floods of the gravity of uh, this one Hmm. At that time, the rainfall recorded uh, in 1924, which in Malayalam calendar, it is 1099. So they hmm. always talk about the floods of 99. You know, actually, these are floods of 1924. Right. So it's uh, so it, for me, it comes as floods of 99, you know, in Malayalam. Right. So this uh, happened in that year, the whole of that year, it was the rainfall was uh, above 3,688 uh, centimeters, hmm. something like that. And this time, just during this period, hmm. you know, in this That's period, you know, just weeks, two, yeah. two or three weeks hmm. itself, it came to more than 2,500. Wow. So you can't compare th- these two periods. So I think the rain, you know, the extent of rainfall this time was, you know, if you take the average per day thing, it was much more than what had happened in 1924. And 1924, people mm. had written about elephants uh, floating uh, in the right. deluge and also uh, various, you know, hillocks being swept mm. away and mm. all. So I think, you know, this time, none of these things happened despite the fact that the population level had uh, gone up So that rapidly. shows a better le- level of preparedness? A better or? level of... Uh, 
rescue operations hmm. preparedness i wouldn't say because preparedness also means that you factor in environmental uh, you know bring in sure. ty- uh, stricter environmental laws and, how and things, things like that but but uh, sorry you know um, that was a good explainer of you know the, the extent to of of what uh, happened hmm. let's um, hear it from uh, dhanya whose team did a lot of reporting and reportage from there who is in palakkad right now you're uh, there reporting or on rescue efforts because you've done a lot of very good work dhanya first of all congratulations you've i've seen mobilized a lot of aid and relief and during the peak of the flood you were putting out on your platform and on your social media who can be contacted where who stuck so great job excellent thank you so what is happening in palakkad right now what has have receded what are you doing there yes water has receded in uh, almost all areas in kerala now of course the whole concentration is on rebuilding and rehabilitation of people uh, there are of course people who have lost their houses completely in almost all districts palakkad in fact was not affected in the second bout of floods but in the first uh, phase itself which is from august 8 to 10 around 300 to 500 people have lost their houses completely so rebuilding is going to begin here uh, in other districts rehabilitation and rebuilding is happening on war footing hundreds of people cannot even go back to their houses because you know it it's been damaged beyond repair right. and one huge problem that they're facing all over kerala is reptiles all over the house so, yes because uh, they also snake catchers correct they also go to dry place right all the snakes and lizards yes in fact there are houses where they like recover 35 to 40 snakes so it's finding really difficult the government is saying take the snake catchers along with you take people who will look at your electrical wiring do not go and you know switch on things because there have been reports of people getting injured or one person even dying because of electric shock right so um, you know only here also from kerala so which part of kerala are you from i am from kannur northern part of kerala which was unaffected by the floods largely except for some uh, major landslide in one of those areas uh, which right. are towards the kannur east also where the tea tea garden no, 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 no. that's not it's, it's not okay that's mm. Kannur is known for other reasons you know mostly law yes, and order problems a lot of, and yeah uh, RSS mm. versus uh, CPM <laughs> well uh, by the Dhanya Ulle yeah, 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 you yeah. you met yeah. are you familiar with each other yeah we are yes we are okay so um you know one question in fact we were discussing this yesterday maybe dhanya you can tell us a little about it if not it's a story idea since you're close you can do it i had um i forwarded that to the news laundry group a podcast that i'd heard when I think Hurricane Katrina or Carolina or one of these hurricanes happened in US basically the insurance damage is so much that most private insurers don't insure those areas because those flood every year but because it's a government funded insurance because they have to insure those people like people, New Orleans New Orleans yeah something instance, like yeah. that uh so we were just discussing in indian um kya kehte hain insurance claims flood or acts of gods are not covered or are covered and if they're not covered what happens to these people cuz i mean imagine you're someone let's say who has a fleet of five taxis you know that guy is kind of just trying to make ends meet a taxi stand owner or something if these and his house is flooded what what happens do you know is is, is there a story there do you have any answers to that Actually, during the Chennai floods, we faced the issue. I think for the first time here, when a lot of cars were submerged in water, houses. But at that time, uh, I think the insurance companies have been insisting that people should not start the ignition, and if they had filled the papers properly, that they would get the insurance. A lot of people did not get the money when the certain things were not filled properly. But I think. that experience was carried forward to the kerala flood the day after the flood happened 
uh, people from Chennai were actually posting messages and telling people in Kerala how to fill the insurance forms. And I saw that at least four insurance companies had given advertisements in major Malayalam newspapers saying that take pictures of submerged cars, take pictures of your uh, houses, make sure you have photographic evidence of what happened. And they'd given a set of rules as to what is to be done. And I saw many uh, social media influencers in Kerala also passing on this message. So hopefully we will not have too much trouble with insurance claims because insurance companies themselves came forward as to how people can make the claims efficiently. Right, right. Um, Ulek, if you could just come in here and after that, Dhanya, you could come in on this also. Uh, you're a Malu. <laughs> and you're like you know the um, and I don't want to use social media as as the kind of uh, barometer or metric for any sort of commentary because it is kind of attracts the lowest of lows even though it can be used very effectively as Dhanya and her team have demonstrated mm-hmm. but the negativity kind of dominates it but even so uh, because you know if you and I tweet you know who the fuck cares but if a politician or a leader you know puts mm. out a tweet or something mm. it matters is there a sense of um, because I don't know I don't a position on it that the uh, this whole Kerala versus the North it is not being ignored what is your take on it do you think it is too much being made because of a few trolls they could be from either side or as as a Malu do you feel that you know your state was not given the kind of uh, attention it should have been given you know actually between politicians who matter actually between the chief minister and the prime minister and also between um other senior officials and you know chief secretary of the government of kerala and various other officials who are very much involved in these activities i think there were proper um, there was proper coordination and you know there wasn't even the interview that the chief minister had given two days back to the economic times and various other even including the indian express i don't think he had any complaints about the central government sure. or uh, any kind of um, lack of alacrity that um, people say in social media is shown by the hmm. central government against kerala but i think you know like it's not just the prime minister and it's not just uh, the home minister who is involved uh, Uh, or who is uh, to be held responsible for whatever is said in the social media or offline or otherwise. People like um, Gurumurthy is an RSS activist. He's uh, also a, a member of the RBI board. I think, you know, the first tweet that came from, uh, you know, anyone uh, that mattered. Of you consequence. Know, like, you know, mm. uh, something that um, hurt the sentiments at a time when uh, peop- the state was grappling with floods and the whole tragedy, which is unprecedented mm. uh, in 100 years, was, you know, like linking, you know, like he would have hundreds of opinions to give about, you know, like I didn't mean it this way. I meant it in a different way. And you know, he has been doing it. He has been at it afterwards, you know, when he was questioned about linking. Thinking, you know, the whole um, uh, agitation or rather the movement in favor of uh, allowing women to enter the Shabrimala temple with the um, tragedy that happened. So to, to suggest that the God's curse is on the state and the people of the state and also a lot of others who have come out, you know, like it's not just the loony fringe that has been out there, uh, you know, working overtime to malign the culture, you know, dietary patterns, you know, the habits, um, cultural inclinations of the people of the state, you know, like this, you know, but, you know, I have to say that, you know, this has happened at a, in a different scale in 2005 when Kashmir earthquake happened. Hmm. But at that time, the social media wasn't this shrill, you know, where people noticed this. But, you know, it's very unfortunate that senior leaders, senior uh, functionaries uh, owing allegiance to the 
central government and the bjp were at it you know and even those people within kerala move on to atal bihari vajpayee before i come on to specifics of you know i'd like to know what the panel thinks of him as a prime minister i want to just discuss for bigger picture a, a debate that you know i've had with you know my peers and uh, other news professionals in the past especially when uh, bal thakre died when a big leader dies and um, you know we can start with you anand and then ullekh and manisha should uh, you wrote a p- p- an essay on vajpayee uh, for news laundry uh, anand when he died and a very ba- well balanced piece and well written thank you for that but i read some pieces that really painted vajpayee in horrible light uh, but then i also read pieces that painted him as you know the best thing that happened since <laughs> you know the sun was created after the big bang how how <laughs> I mean when someone also disputed big bang theory <laughs> <laughs> yes so uh, i just want to know when someone dies is it culturally uh, is is it a cultural kind of trait of ours that we should not say unkind things or how do you think an obituary when a big leader dies is it okay to also have bits about people who think he was horrible and people who think he was nice like i just want to know your view uh, anand ullekh uh, and manisha i think uh, immediate uh, Uh, the day he dies the obituaries are swayed by emotion more hmm. uh, but if you uh, let it settle in you are more ready to say things that you would not have said instantly hmm. so that is one thing one big problem was also that uh, in name of vajpayee people were writing, uh, writing accounts of someone else like nehru modi or someone <laughs> they were not writing about <laughs> vajpayee but uh, but uh, how you were so that was also a problem so hmm. third thing is uh, i found it uh, i may be nitpicking but i think it's important in political lexicography that uh, i would uh, describe uh, vajpayee not within binaries of uh, uh, say the debates that now are framed with liberal and and right wing mm. and this so the correct way of explaining him i thought was moderate moderate to within right wing moderate uh, within the conservative politics not why you need uh, uh, to uh, derive uh, the from a binary that let, mm. let us declare him a liberal right. or let, so because you are fixing some innate virtuosity to the either poles of the binary mm. so Uh, i think uh, people should have been more careful of uh, in describing uh, in using the word moderate on so uh, that is it um, yes now like uh, what Ulek. is your view how um, fawning or critical should an obit be uh, it, it it so happens that you know like i agree completely with him when he said uh, that on the day when someone dies you always have uh, you know you, you uh, don't talk about uh, his negatives or rather minuses or you know mm. you highlight his pluses you know as a politician as a statesman uh and it happened it happens with everyone you know it happened with um, karunanidhi you know like i'm not a great admirer of karunanidhi but when he died uh people showered him with praises you know mm. like yeah. but if you are uh, someone who is a, a no bit writer who would write a week uh, after his death you know which i haven't found any article like that on karunanidhi mm. 
you will uh, you know try to um, examine him uh, from a historical point of view but uh, in the case of Vajpayee uh, like you said you know that you know that maybe because he was bedridden and you know he had been ailing for a long time and he had been in a, a very uh, debilitating state people had taken that liberty of trying to examine him uh, even those aspects that they found are not you know mm. like very favorable to him right you know so that in instantly also some such articles that appeared even from those people who were uh, who had covered him closely and who had known him very closely and his thing is he understood more than any other politician from the opposition at that time that there is something there is an importance for great importance that needed to be given to a love as an emotion in politics and i think but personality also has a lot to do with it in the sense that he he had a personality which was he, he was very fond of poetry and reading and mm. I, so you know someone had once told me that never you know expect too much of a person as far as a personality is concerned who doesn't have interests other than what he or she does mm. uh, so you know politicians who aren't interested in anything except politics and i've kind of tested that and i don't i don't want to do the same thing that a lot of politicians did using vajpayee to start bashing nehru or bashing modi but one thing that he had which not many politicians have is a huge interest in a lot of other things other than politics yeah. and i think that's what made him more th- that whole moderate kind of thing but i completely agree someone whose life choice has been the rss mm. and he did not make a speech like rss mm. is my mother or anything like modi but he did say something along the same lines that i am a sanghi for many things mm. in bridge of rss no yes. basically he identified my, himself as a karyakarta before anything else that was his primary identity so mm. he yes, has said yes, that yes. and if that is your life choice you can't you know claim and even him when as, he was prime minister when he went to the us he said that uh, uh, once a swayam sevak always oh, a exactly sir. so Manisha, yeah, what that is your? That would be also demeaning his legacy because exactly you, you, you are uh, you are discrediting what he stood for. You are stripping him of an identity and, and, that he wanted. Uh, hmm. You are attributing something else to him. Sure, uh, all yeah. Ha huh, Manisha I I don't think obits necessarily have to be nice uh, but I also think they shouldn't get into the it shouldn't be personal like a lot of the obits you read was clearly a dislike because you dislike hindu nationalism I think that sort of then it doesn't give you a good broad perspective of who that person is so like we'll like set placing someone in a historical context is what I'd expect of an ordinary obit and my my one of my favorite obits was actually by Vinay Sitapati in Indian Express where he said that he will be most remembered for balancing two ideas of india the nehruvian liberal and the hindu nationalist and he was able to do that because he became a bit of both hmm. so i i think that kind of for me that really summed up the complex person that he was this whole hug the uh, context giving uh, what happened was imran khan was sworn in as prime minister of pakistan he invited mr navjot singh sidhu who went and when he went there he was made to sit next to the what president or prime minister what does azad kashmir have or pok what they call azad kashmir it has a prime minister it has a president but whoever that go- guy was prime minister prime minister and he also hugged the chief of army staff of pakistan for which he got a lot of backlash here meanwhile of course republic tv or times are one of the two jokers said that this one puts india first sunil gavaskar by refusing to go actually sunil gavaskar made clear that he could not go because he was under contract with wisden giving some 
commentary mm. somewhere for people who are still interested in cricket so with navjot singh siddhu accepting the invitation going for the swearing in and giving a hug to the you know park army chief do you think it is appropriate for a leader to do that is the criticism valid to what extent is it valid your views on this miss pande i think first and foremost i'm sure siddhu knew what he was doing and it's probably thriving with all the tension he's got <laughs> with everything that's happened a uh, hug is really i mean for me really truly dedicating prime times to a hug when there's a kerala flood flood happening doesn't make sense to me i i mean it's just not something that i see as a big deal um he's just he's just a boy just chap man he must have hugged him i mean i i really don't have much to say on this i don't think it's uh, but interestingly captain amrinder said he shouldn't have done that of course so his, captain his own party has had uh, captain can't stand him captain was yeah. against him getting into the party captain would also, like him out he's been like a bjp kabhi congress kabhi bjp you had this really funny clip of him saying the same thing in bjp and saying the same thing with congress so <laughs> for me it's definitely not prime time news or is definitely not really news and I mean, all, it's not nothing to and almost joining up also let's not forget that mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the transition from bjp to congress happened after a slight flirtation with up so, so yeah um uh, lake how but big, i think huh, one sorry. of the most tackiest takes on this has come from the print olympia shobhadi where she's pointed at captain amrinder singh's living partner yes and i mean it's just so daft yeah. what is him got to what is him having a pakistani partner got to do with like it's just it's worse than uh, it's at the gurumurthy league actually shobhadi has been it. in the gurumurthy <laughs> league for a long time i think especially when she refers to them as an elderly couple that they look mm. like any other elderly couple and i mean i i don't think one should you know remark on the cosmetic you know value or appearance of someone but mm. shobha day talking about people's appearances is a bit rich uh, because i i just find her appearance bizarre uh, i'll be really kind but uh, but uh, like uh, you what do you think as a political leader does one have to be careful about stuff like this in politics symbols are very important and you know whatever gestures that you do become very symbolic gestures so naturally these things you know uh, do we know whether he did it to create a controversy or uh, he did it uh, just like that like you know being boisterous mm. you know like she said i wouldn't know and you know certainly you know these kind of news stories don't i don't find them attractive enough to uh, give too much of a thought to you know someone goes what you you're know, saying they were like two prime time debates on this and are long or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and being written on But it and, being, yeah. and he's i mean what is this guy is not even an important he's navjot singh siddhu yaar i mean no, it's not like you know let's see important is even his hug so anand what is your view on the hug and is it see mr siddhu is a kind of man who is in love with his voice so he didn't get much to speak in pakistan <laughs> so uh, he had to compensate it with uh, physical gestures hmm. so he did it so he had to come back with making some kind of headline <laughs> now he was not given an opportunity to speak hmm. so he made it with this now what is it that i also find it why he was uh, find it curious why he was invited so a he was not uh, uh, in the league of cricketers that gavaskar and kapil dev kapil dev were so they, and at the back of imran's mind he mm. would have certainly respected uh, gavaskar and kapil if they went mm. but and at the back of a sportsman man mind you are aware of the mediocrities Siddhu was a mediocre cricketer. Hmm. So, 
and there were also news reports that he somehow cold shouldered hid him when mm. he when he arrived in Pakistan. <laughs> so and he, he didn't make even eye contact to him and so acha aap bhi aage chaliye. All of you listening in, uh, the chota hafta do subscribe so you can listen to the entire hafta. We will see you again next week with the hafta till then subscribe pay to keep news free because when the public pays the public is served and advertisers pay advertisers served thank you goodbye All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher iTunes and any other podcast platform Please subscribe to News Laundry help us keep news independent To catch all our podcasts on news pop culture current affairs and sport visit newslaundry.com follow us on Facebook Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.